education around food, I feel like there's not much. You know, we don't really learn much about it in schools. It's, you either learn it from your parents or, you know, who you're living with. You, you pick up these habits about how to prepare food and how to cook food. And... Hello, hello, and welcome to the Waste to Taste podcast channel. This podcast is brought to you by Wild Waste in collaboration with IMIT and Food Bank Australia, where we discuss about the impact of food waste and how we can do anything about the issue. And I'm your host for this episode, Ray Chang. In this episode, we have Madison Ryder with us on the show. Madison is an industrial designer who recently graduated from IMIT and her work revolves around reducing food waste to support a sustainable future. Her most recent project, Let Us Eat, consisted of designing and crafting a series of single-use plates completely from waste letters, and it was recognised by the National Gallery of Victoria, winning her the Victorian Design Challenge in 2019. We'll be chatting with Madison today to talk more about her project, as well as how we can all reduce food waste in our daily lives. So hello, hello, Madison. It's really nice to have you here. How's your day? Hello. Thank you so much for having me. My day's been pretty well, thank you. Just sitting at my desk doing some research. (laughs) (laughs) Have you been going out much lately? No, I can't really. Like we're in Melbourne, lockdown. So if I want to go out or if I have like that that urge to go out and eat, I'll like get takeaway. Mm. And at the moment, my go-to dish is the pad siu from the Vietnamese. Yes, yeah, so mm. yum. When was the last time you got the nut? I think two days ago. <laughs> two days ago? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so really, uh, speaking about like eating out, um, like food delivery service was like Uber Eats and like menu logs being quite common. And you know how they all come up with like plastic containers? So like... My family used to like, keep a collection of the plastic containers, like they say, for future use as like bento boxes. Like, I don't know, what, do you, what does your family do with them? I do the exact same thing. I actually prefer to use the takeaway containers in my fridge when I'm, you know, storing my own leftovers that I've cooked and things. I don't know. I think it's, they're the perfect size. They stack really nicely. They're all the same size. Um, whereas, you know, all the other sort of containers that you that you like collect over the years are all different and yeah so yeah one of my housemates actually throws out some of the um takeaway containers that we get we're like no we don't like we we love using these ones (laughs) that's so true like we've gotten used to like using like containers that's like kind of culture stuff i don't know is it I don't know if you're just sort of eating food out of out of these sort of containers and i guess they're designed to be like really user friendly and they stack really easily because I guess if you're storing that at a restaurant you it wants you know you need something that's going to be saving you heaps of space you don't want some whole area full of bulky containers and things so I guess that kind of translates to when you take a home it's like wow it actually fits really well in the fridge or in my cupboard when I'm storing the containers so Mm. so but like some people also throw it in now they might think that they're cheap (laughs) cheap yeah that's that's so true yeah I think I think I'm a bit of a cheap person so I think (laughs) when I've been given a free container I'm not gonna throw that out because you know it's not broken 
it can I can still use it again and again until you know um you get a crack in the lid or in the bottom or something but I think I can get like a, a good three to four uses out of it before it breaks mm, yeah maybe that's like the sustainable side of you that's gotten into you <laughs> yeah maybe <laughs> I'd like to think so <laughs> so like um I've learned a bit about your let us eat project mm. can you probably translate that into the takeaway context maybe oh so when I was doing my honors here at RMIT in industrial design when I was doing the research sector of my project um, what was really interesting was this sort of overconsumption or like hyper um, consumative society that we've sort of created and so I wanted to make something that kind of commented on that and how you know we always like to eat out and we like to you know have the latest clothes and technology and so I wanted to create something that was the opposite, sort of the opposite, like that it went away super quickly. And it was something that you could have and that it could be really desirable and a beautiful object. But then turning this idea of single use and how single use has like a bad name, really flipping that around and saying, well, perhaps single use could be a good thing if you were consuming a super sustainable product so that's kind of the idea around my lettuce plates is that it's something that was going to go to landfill or at best was going to be compost with the lettuce waste and I transformed that into something that one has a function as a plate as single-use plate but two is hyper degradable so like when you get a single-use plate like it could be plastic or it could be um, paper, or it could be uh, like a sugar cane pulp. But these plates, they actually last a really long time, specifically plastic, as we all know, like hundreds of years plastic will last. So it didn't really make sense that a plastic plate should be or the right material for a single-use item if it's going to last for centuries. So it's sort of my comment on that being like, well, it's designed for a single use. So after you use it once, you cannot use it again. It's literally going to break down in your hands if you use it again. So that was, yeah, that was sort of why I designed it to be the way that it is. That's so cool. Like, because like with like single use plastic containers, like people can you reuse them, but like some people might get tired of like using them or like too oily and it just like kind of scrubbing them and just put them in the bin straight away so that's a really interesting like idea yeah thank you um with the uh lettuce plates how would you actually collect your materials to to make the plates mm, well when I was going through uni and doing this project um it was like a real um journey for me to discover actually where I could actually get this material from and I started just going to my local um, big supermarkets and I would go in and ask them if I could just have their waste lettuce and they'd usually have you know a couple boxes at the back but then when I needed to start really scaling it up then I was contacting like local markets around um, and they were really happy for me to come and take their waste I mean like it's less material that they have to clean up themselves or that they would have to you know um, get the trucks to come and pick up um, so I actually found it quite semi-easy to locally within Melbourne find 
an abundance of lettuce material. And I ended up using not just lettuce, but like cabbage leaves and like pretty much anything green. <laughs> um, there was herbs and things as well. And as long as it was green, just to meet my criteria <laughs> that, that they're going to make green plates, <laughs> I was happy with. Um, and yeah, and the people, you know, at the markets, they were so happy for me to come and really helpful. Like that would help me put all the boxes in my car and um, yeah. But I think my next stage to then really scale it up again, I'm probably going to have to contact some uh, like local processing and distribution centres um, and also maybe some local farms as well um, mm. and just go straight to the source and, and then see the waste on the farm for myself because I personally haven't seen that. I've seen you know, the waste in my home. I've seen waste um, in these sort of Melbourne city public spaces like markets and things, but I haven't actually seen waste on the farm. So I think that that could be a really cool educational experience for myself. So do you have like plans of what uh, when you're about to do that? Like going on the farms. I know it's like COVID nineteen mm, restriction yeah, right now. COVID. <laughs> I know. Well, <laughs> I had plans to keep developing these plates because they're not really where I want them to be. To be like a commercial product, there's still some tweaking that needs to happen. Um, but unfortunately, you know, not being able to go to workshops or um, you know things like that, I I need to ramp up the equipment, um, and obviously can't have that at home. So it's really put, you know, a stop on the road for my plate development journey, unfortunately. But mm. I'm hoping as soon as it's over, I'm going to start up those conversations again and get the ball rolling. Yeah. So like when you actually distribute in your plates to the real market, like what are mm. some of your target users? Originally, when I designed them at uni, it was meant to be like a piece for discussion. So it wasn't meant to be like a commercial product per se, but it was something that would encourage people to talk about the issue of food waste upon learning about, wow, this plate's made of lettuce, like it smells and, it, and it's green and, and things like that. And so I was wanting to target, and I am targeting the demographic of sort of high income earners because, you know, research suggests that they are the, the type of people within Australia um, specifically that mm. waste the most food or that waste the most in general because it's um, money's not an issue. So, um, uh, so you know, the food, the fridge is always stocked and the pantry is always stocked. It's, it's a bit of a luxury mm. to have all these foods and waste just isn't really top of mind in, in that sort of demographic. So I was kind of wanting to target them and in doing targeting them I needed to create something that was desirable like I wanted them to be like oh I want this like kind of mm. tapping into our like wants like and our desires to, so like the aesthetics yes something that's really aesthetically appealing to them exactly I kind of wanted it to be like the next big thing you know everyone <laughs> wants to have these lettuce plates or <laughs> but then in doing so um it would kind of flip around and, and actually educate this sort of demographic on food waste and how environmentally damaging and socially damaging it is. Um, um, so, yeah, kind of flip it on its head a little bit. Mm, that's so cool. Like um, maybe not just like lettuce plates. Have you thought about having other forms like boxes or like bowls? I don't know. Like have you thought about that before? 
I have thought about it, definitely. Um, but I feel like I'm going to run into a, a few little difficult spots because when I make a bowl, it kind of implies that it holds liquid. So I would need to, which it definitely doesn't, by the way, if you put liquid <laughs> onto the plate, it's just going to start breaking down. So that's kind of why I need to go oh, back really? okay. to the drawing board and, um, yeah, really figure out how I could make my lettuce material um, uh, sort of hydrophobic in that sense, but still being a natural product. So I was playing around with like beeswax and mm. natural oils and things um, in my first couple of prototypes, but I think I'm going to have to really ramp it up. So, because I really would like it to be like a whole table set, you know, cups and bowls and knives and forks, like the whole shebang, really. Um, so, like right now, your lettuce plates can hold what kind of food? So, like cheese. Yeah, more dry foods, cheese. Um, it could be a great cheese platter. Yeah, definitely. And then the colour suits. The colour, the green and yellow actually really suits. Yeah, I can really see that. <laughs> yeah. It's like highlights the cheese, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, like maybe salads with a bit of dressing. Like it's okay to have a little bit of moisture intake. Um, pizza would be great. <laughs> um, but anything more that's really quite wet and liquidy, um, it's just going to start breaking down because mm. that's what my original design was, that it just, it was, yeah, really responsive to the breakdown process. Mm. Uh, and you just mentioned pizza. And I thought, like, maybe you can have instead of pizza boxes and, like, pizza plates, like, delivery to your home. That would be pretty awesome. Made out of lettuce. Like, <laughs> maybe you can eat the lettuce as well. Yeah, you eat the box after you finish the pizza. <laughs> I've heard about like having like bowls and like plates or cutleries that you can actually eat. Mm. Have you heard about them before? I have, yes. I think some of them are made out of wheat, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wheat or barley, I think. Mm. I think it's, yeah, European. There's a European company doing that. Yeah. Mm. Like, would you see your lettuce plates being able, like, edible? I mean, technically they are edible, <laughs> they're just not super tasty. Um, being lettuce you know I don't think you know you eat your greens it's like taking that to a new level I think um but maybe in a new iteration like maybe I could make plates out of oranges and that could be a really tasty oh, treat yes. <laughs> you know, that sounds awesome like I would want some <laughs> oranges would be cool yeah orange plates <laughs> so like uh, tapping a bit more into kind of the hospitality sector like they're wasting a lot of food as well like mm -hmm. being uh, sometimes they would like over prepare some of the meals, not just like food scraps, but like maybe like people uh, cancel the order last minute, whatnot. Like, what are your kind of the opinions on those kind of wastes? I think it's a really difficult topic is food waste in hospitality sort of sector because you can't predict how many people are going to be coming, you know, in a lunch setting or or a dinner setting. Um, and so you have to over prepare because I guess as business, it's better to, in you know, as a financial point of view, it's better to waste food than to lose customers because you've run out. Um, so I guess that's really difficult. And so perhaps maybe COVID is actually might actually bring a new system into that sphere where you have to book. I mm. guess, you know, booking was around before COVID, but how often would you just like walk into a restaurant? It was very common. Yeah. 
But now, like with these restrictions, you have to book and there are only a certain amount of people. But perhaps that sort of system could um, translate into life after COVID or life with COVID. (laughs) Um, And that could actually help a lot with planning, I think, planning about how many people are actually going to be here because you you know. Um, And perhaps if, if there's set menus... Um, that's definitely another way to reduce food waste. If you're only making five five meals or there's only five options, then you only need the ingredients for those for those types of dishes and things. I think there are a few, yeah, a few steps, but then it, it does involve that business having to really think about um, the experience that they're giving to their customers. <laughs> it's just like a really broad topic, I guess. Mm. There's so many ways to tackle it. And also there are a few places that don't encourage takeaway boxes or like doggy bags um, just because of like the legal reasons. Um, You know, if someone was to take food home and then get sick and then they could essentially, you know, put that blame back on the business. So I can understand why people, businesses would, would not want to sort of encourage this, yeah, take your leftovers home. But I think... If we can, together as like a society, learn about food waste and then it could become a more socially acceptable thing to, you know, take away your leftovers if you can't finish your meal and things like that. Because mm, that's a really interesting point because some restaurants would think more about the hygiene and food safety issues. Yeah, those are the things that people need to kind of I know, consider as well. Yeah, like we're definitely seeing that. We're seeing that more now, like keep cup and, you know, bringing your own coffee cup was just skyrocketing Mm, before COVID. But now you're not allowed to accept um, someone's coffee cup that they brought because of this hygiene reasons. So it's a bit of an eye opener. Okay, so we were just talking about like hygiene, right? It feels really strange that you can't use your own cups, but maybe if you like having your lettuce plates be implemented in the hospitality sector, can they be using the uh, lettuce plates instead of their plastic plates? Yeah, I guess so. That's definitely the goal. <laughs> I want to I want to make a plate that, um, you know, can withstand a bit of, uh, more moisture and it can be a bit more hydrophobic and so that it is really useful in that environment and then at the end of the day when the person's finished their meal then the whole plate can go into the compost um, as well so no washing up Um, and then it's sort of giving this waste that from the markets or something another life and another use um, and then can become nutrients to grow more lettuce plates (laughs) in the future (laughs) the constant cycle Mm. Uh, not just like uh, plastic plates going to waste but like the food waste from the hospitality sector they, like they go to waste as well like those food are still good to eat like have you heard about like why waste I have heard about why waste yes I think it is a brilliant idea and well needed um, because yeah, there's so much waste in hospitality. I, I worked a little bit in, in that sector um, a few years back and 
I guess when you're behind the scenes, you really see the waste. Whereas as you're a, a like a customer, you you know you finish your meal, you might have left a little bit, um, and, it's ta- and you, it's taken away from you, and then it's sort of out of sight, out of mind. So perhaps you know re-educating this you know this concept of food waste and how damaging it is, and if these hospitality spaces could provide options for what they would like done with their waste, perhaps. Perhaps even just offering, would you like a bag to take this home? Maybe 50% of the people would be like, oh, yeah, like, sorry, yes, I didn't even think. I would love that. Um, you know, even if it is just a couple of people, like, yeah. it'll have a domino effect and it will change the landscape of how we treat waste, especially in those situations and those mm. hospitality environments. So I think maybe to encourage us business businesses to do that um perhaps there needs to be some sort of incentive like just maybe legally they need to have some protection about about when people take home their leftovers what can happen and things like that so if there's like a disclaimer like you've taken this home you know we're not liable if you don't um, properly store your food and things like that Um, because i think education around food I feel like there's not much, you know, we don't really learn much about it in schools. It's, you either learn it from your parents or, you know, who you're living with. You, you pick up these habits about how to prepare food and how to cook food. And from my experience, like I know how to cook all types of meat because my family love meat. And so I'm great at that. And now that I moved out, I kind of decided that I was going to be vegetarian. And I was like, I don't know how to cook vegetables. <laughs> so. Passing down knowledge is great, but then there needs to be some sort of other space where we can learn and and share each other's tips and tricks on how yeah. to cook food and how to not waste as much and, and things like that and how to store food properly. I think that's a big one. Mm. Yeah, like people just shove everything into the fridge as much as they can mm-hmm. and they just forget about it. <laughs> and you keep pushing it in the front and then, you know, you forget about what's at the back. And then, yeah. yeah, and then you clean out the fridge and you're like, oh, this is, you know, this is off and this is off and then you throw it out and you feel fine about throwing it out because if you eat it, you'll probably get sick. Mm. So, yeah, it's interesting how containers and the fridge can, like, actually reduce guilt for throwing out food. Yeah, like education is really important in this sector, I guess. Mm, definitely. Mm. And, like, how do you – it's great, you know, you can have a TV series um, – you know, on, on food waste. Um, and then it, it will keep the conversation alive for, a, you know, a couple of weeks or a month. But then unfortunately it just it fades away and old habits come back. So I don't know. It's like how do you keep that idea of food waste front and centre in your mind? And, um, and I guess we kind of need to, like, see the effects that it's having, like und- really understand that if you change your habits, you're actually – doing your bit for the environment. I think people really respond well to doing their bit, you know. Mm. But like, these kind of messages need to pop up from time to time just to refresh in people's minds. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder maybe social media could have an impact on this and definitely like this podcast, mm. you know, it, it pops up on your Spotify, you know, have a listen to this or it pops up on your social media, on your Instagram, your Facebook just little reminders, just, yeah, reminding you to pay attention to 
to your cooking and your purchasing of food and when you go out to restaurants like like just for example like if you've done a weekly shop just the day before and then you decide that you're going to go out for dinner like you know a couple times or once that week then how is that going to throw off the food you've just purchased for the whole week so like planning is a huge one as well or if you Mm, can planning yeah reduce down your shopping trips if you can yeah if the supermarket's close and you have the time and um it's really great to really chop it up because then instead of buying for seven days you could buy for two days um Mm. and then yeah use that food and i think it'll be interesting to see the change in how much food waste how much food's actually been thrown out in those environments Mm. That's like really deep. And then when you really need to think about it, <laughs> like just yeah, to go on sure. in the future. Because mm. I think it's pretty popular to, you know, Sunday afternoon. Well, there are times where I go to the supermarket and I literally have to turn around and go back home because there's a line at the door. I was like, oh. I'm not going to the supermarket. I'm not waiting an hour to get into the supermarket. Um, so it'd be really cool to know, like, how, like what percentage of Australian households do a weekly shop, you know, what percentage mm. shop every two days, every three days to like really understand like the demographics and and then you could target those people or you do your weekly shop. If you divided that in half and you did two weekly shops, you could save X amount or I don't know, things like that. Mm. Could be interesting to look at. Sounds like an interesting plan. Yeah. Mm. Really cool. Yeah. Well, thank you for today, like coming onto our podcast and then just sharing your wonderful thoughts. That was really insightful. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. It's been great. Yeah. So uh, thanks, guys, for listening to this podcast and we'll see you next episode. Bye.